Hey, welcome to week four and the kickoff this week of our 25 days of gratitude. And uh, we'll wait uh, just for a half a minute or so in case a couple folks uh, join us last minute. And if you're just joining us for the first time or only listened to one or two of these uh, podcasts, we're taking 25 days, each day a little scripture, a reflection, and a prayer experience, and just diving in you know, to the deeper well of gratitude and the difference it can make in our life, like a spice that permeates all that we do. We've looked at uh, what we're to be grateful for, what is gratitude. Last week we took a look at the menu of all the different ways, how, when, and where we do gratitude. It's been great for me. I've just totally been motivated to... Uh, to jump in, not only during this season, but well beyond. So, well, again, welcome. I'm John Lewis. Welcome. We're going to kick off our fourth week uh, of the 25 Days of Gratitude Experience. And our theme tonight revol uh, revolves around uh, one of the results of gratitude is that it, uh, it makes a difference in our life. It brings us joy. Specifically, our title is Gratitude to God Powerfully Motivates Us to Be His Servant. So let me just begin uh, by saying this is a really big deal. Anyone who looks at social media or the news or just kind of has their eyes open at all to conversations, we know that there is a great need for leaders and people in all kinds of spheres, families, businesses, workplace, schools, politics, you name it, to be people who are motivated by gratitude instead of criticism, who lead by service instead of a, a spirit of pride. There's just far too much self-seeking and competitiveness and polarizing and jockeying and compromising and character issues. This is a really big uh, issue in our world today. So let's start our uh, exploration of gratitude and service by looking at a story uh, from the Hebrews and, uh, and when Samuel, the prophet, came to uh, speak to the Israelites after they had just elected Saul as their first king. They decided that God as their king wasn't quite enough, so they wanted a human king. And Samuel saw the danger of this, and he spoke to them. He said, hey, be sure that you fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Samuel saw the danger of them moving away from serving uh, the Lord first to someone else. And here's the, the recipe for that. He said, think of the wonderful things he has done for you, a.k.a. hashtag be grateful. <laughs> And so we've talked in the past about the idea of getting a gift at Christmas time and you, you feel gratitude. You either want to give a gift back or you want to do something nice for that person. That is the spirit all the way through uh, the scripture that in many, many ways, God is uh, like the one who has freed us. We're the genies. We've shared that in a previous podcast. And we've been given the gift of God's salvation and his rescue, freedom from our bondage. And now we are, in response, uh, wanting to just serve him, do his bidding with passion and, and our whole heart and long-term gratitude. So this pattern is baked into the story well past Samuel, all through the scriptures. Um, think of the famous story of the Ten Commandments, which really doesn't start with thou shalt not, thou shalt do this. No, it starts with, in Exodus 20, God saying this through Moses, I am the Lord your God, and if you allow me a little bit of embellishment here, here's what I've done for you. I kicked Pharaoh's butt and delivered you from, e from Egypt's bondage with a mighty and miraculous hand. And so because I've done this for you, you might be asking, well, how can we respond in gratitude? That's a great question. Let me tell you, I want you to be my loyal subjects. I want you to have no other gods. You'll be my servants, mine alone. 
and you're going to serve me when you love your neighbor and you love me with all your heart. And considering what I've done for you, I don't think I'm asking too much, am I? And the people agreed, right? The problem was their agreement only lasted about a, about a, a day and a half. So quickly they forgot how great what God was, they built an idol, and then years later they fell into the opposite pole temptation, which was to say, mm, I think keeping God's commands really is our thing, it starts with us, we're just trying to be good religious people, and they totally lost track. And so I'm hoping you're seeing the parallels of what often happens in the church today. So here, friends, is the deal. The lives of the Israelites, the life of Jesus' followers today, we can declare we've been conquered by love. Therefore, we are God's servants. We're like God's genies. We're here to obey his commands and to love him and others with all of our heart. And this, because it's a response of gratitude, it's not a burden. And so it's no accident that for the rest of his life, Moses referred to himself as the servant of God. Moses the servant. Same thing with Joshua. Same thing with the prophets and David. Even Paul, if you'll remember, kind of, if you looked at his little business card as he came into the church or a new area, I'm Paul, yes, I'm bond slave of Jesus Christ. He knew he'd been rescued, and his whole life was a responsive service to his God. And think about Jesus, too. Um, uh, think about his example of being a servant. And as disciples, we look at his life and we say, wow, I want to be like him, but really? To be a servant? That's not exactly the way I thought of what it meant to be a Christian. You know, I, I, I look back on, uh, on the times of uh, the, the biblical times, and maybe I can see why it might be easier back in those days for people to say, oh, being a servant, I get that, that makes sense, I'll serve God. But they had Caesars, they had lords and kings, authority was much more of a thing. But in today's Western USA world, we're a democracy, right? I mean, right from the beginning, we didn't trust King George. We threw his tea into the sea. We revolted. We're revolutionaries. And we associate submission and servanthood with things like weakness, dependency, powerlessness. We like our freedom, doggone it. We like to have choice. Then you throw in 300 or more years of slavery in the South. And a considerable scar and a deep wound in the history of America. And this image of slavery, this image of servanthood, takes on a whole new layer of meaning. And so Jesus lived in a time when slavery had this kind of expression. He knew he needed to reframe uh, what it meant to be a servant if his disciples were going to move away from, hey, Jesus, I want a front row seat of honor, to a place of serving the world out of gratitude. And so on the last night of his life, as you may know, well know the story, Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. The Lord, the King of the universe, washes their feet with a towel. He made it clear that if they were really grateful for what he'd done in their life, they would express it by washing the feet of others. This was his last and most dramatic parable to teach not only them, but us about what it means for us to respond in gratitude to God. Was this a demotion for them or for us to be a servant? No, it's the way of the Master. And it's the way to a life of being finally and one day exalted. And so, dear friends, we too, we, have been, we rise from having experienced God's love and we express our gratitude to God, you know, by serving others. And in this, our yoke is also easy and our burden is also light. Join with me in a prayer. We'll just begin by an exercise as we often have of our imagination. 
come before um, Jesus in a place that's familiar to you. And I want you to imagine um, some aspect of your, your past, your previous life or your recent past, where you felt like a genie bottled up in your brokenness, in struggle, perhaps addiction. A place where you felt you could not escape. And now imagine in that bottle that Jesus comes and opens the door and draws you out of this prison and rescues you with a heart and a smile of love. Take a moment. Thank him for this time, for perhaps other similar times that God has rescued you. Now, in that same spirit of the genie, spirit of a grateful servant, will you just join me, friends, in a slightly adopted version of these words of Psalm 116. O Lord, you have freed me from my chains. What can I offer you now for all that you have done for me? I will praise you and I will thank you, Lord, forever for saving me. And from now on, let me be clear, I am your servant. I'll do whatever you ask of me. I'll obey whatever commands you give me. Lord, I'm your steward. Nothing I have is my own. All I will do and all I can do, I will do uh, with love. My possessions, my time, my treasure, my talent, these are all yours. Until death, Lord, do us part. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining us tonight. And God bless you this coming week and the celebration of either the Thanksgiving holiday or your own ex deeper experiences of being grateful to God.